Hey guys, welcome to the FPL Juice Show's Daily Juice. It's me, Nick, back again to have a give you a little 10 minute roundup of everything from the FPL game and the FPL community. So, what's been going on? It was a massive, massive day in the game yesterday. Of course, the big one we were all keeping our eye on was how well is Erling Haaland going to adapt to this Man City team? And the people that went with him, fair play, because I didn't take that gamble. I know a lot of people went for Kane. Um, I dodged a bullet by not, uh, not, not owning Kane and managed to avoid him scoring any points on, uh, on Saturday. But sadly for me, but not sadly for you if you own Haaland, he looked incredible yesterday. He obviously won a penalty, scored that penalty. That's something we were all questioning as well. Will Haaland be on penalties? Whether they just wanted to get him off to a good start or whether Mahrez will retain him when he's, when he's on is, is very difficult to know at this stage. But certainly it's a good sign that uh, he took one and he, and he dispatched it with, with some aplomb as well. He, he you know, just com- looked completely fearless. There was no doubt that he was going to ever miss that. Um, and I think as well, one of the key things for penalties at City is that they have had very um, <laughs> varying results, shall we say, with penalty takers over the last few seasons. They've kind of ended up on Mares, but he's not the best. I mean, we saw him miss uh, against West Ham, funny enough, towards the end of last season. Could have cost them the league on another day. So, yeah, it's uh, it certainly could add another string to Haaland's bow. Um, what was even more impressive, you saw... Once West Ham tried to go at them a little bit, we saw what Haaland is is kind of famous for and, and in terms of his ability is that counter-attacking. And we saw West Ham were pushing, pushing for an equaliser and then out of nowhere, Man City just sprung. And of course, De Bruyne with his vision and his passing range just able to slide the ball through to Haaland. And again, once he was one-on-one, you just felt like, you know, there's no way he's going to miss. He looks so confident. So it's unbelievable what a... What a player he looks just huge quick powerful um and skill as well it's 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 a scary prospect so do you know what I think I made the wrong call on this one I think it's insane to go without him I mean we could all be proved wrong we know about his injury record yes there could be a chance that you know he misses out some games due to injury um but you know, I think you just got to take the chance at this point. He just looks too good to ignore. And obviously, we speak a lot about swords and shields in FPL. So you'll have certain players that will act as swords, which are kind of almost your differentials that can really do damage if they play well. They can climb you up the rankings. Um, and then other players that your shields, players like Harlem, where they become so highly owned that simply not having them is going to cost you. You need them as a defensive tactic almost to avoid getting punished because I was sitting at just under 300,000 prior to that Man City game and I'm now sat at 3 million uh, or just under so it gives you a very very clear indication I dropped a thousand percent in rank purely from that Harlan performance and obviously Cancelo clean sheet as well I guess um, which I don't also don't own but I'm not too worried about owning Cancelo. I do think that um, Robertson, I saw enough for, for Trent and Robbo on Saturday to think that they will come good. Yes, two all against Fulham is a poor result, certainly for the for the team as well as in FPL. But, um, you know, it was just a one-off. They were still in good attacking positions and the clean sheets will come, I'm sure. So I'm not going to stress too early about them. But to give you a bit of an update with my team, I have pulled the trigger. I've done... 
a minus four. Hits already this season. Embarrassing, I know, but I might, if there's any other changes I suddenly get the urge for, I might even hit the wild card. You never know. But at the moment, I've done Son out to free up the funds and I've brought in Kulisevsky because I think he looks so good on Saturday. And Callum Wilson out and bring in Haaland. Now, Callum Wilson is a tricky one because I do think Newcastle are going to do well. And he did return on Saturday, of course. He did score. However, I've got Jesus up front and I've got Wilson. And I think Jesus over the season will probably do better. Wilson, we know, is a bit of an injury risk. So if I bring in Haaland, um, I think he will outscore uh, Wilson for sure. On the flip side, Kulisevsky, the way he started replacing Son with him is a bit of a risk but what I would say is in my mind I'm thinking well Son and Haaland could very well end on similar points at the end of the season however Callum Wilson versus jumping on the right eight million mid be it Kulisewski for this week be it uh, Foden if he starts kicking into some form be it um, Saka for Arsenal like you just there's there's so many good ones or even upgrading to Bowen for another half and a mil which I've got in the bank like any of these players are probably likely to finish higher in points total than Wilson. So sometimes you've just got to suck it up and think, do you know what? I really love Son and Wilson as a, as my differentials, but it's kind of punished me. I think Haaland is is kind of not, I'm not going to say essential because sometimes that word gets thrown around too much, but I do think it's definitely, definitely uh, a very, very risky strategy not to own him at this stage. The other games from Saturday, uh, Sunday, sorry, of course, were Man United and Brighton. So Eric Ten Hag did not get off to a good start. Uh, unfortunately for Man United fans, they lost 2-1 to Brighton and the one was an own goal as well. So it was uh, a scrappy uh, McAllister own goal. Uh, so I don't know if anyone, I haven't seen him in many drafts, but that would have been a, a, an unfortunate one because it was more... Um, uh, Sanchez's fault that own goal than uh, McAllister so if you owned him that was an unlucky one but really good performances from the likes of Welbeck and obviously of course Pascal Gross who scored um, both goals uh, looked really really up for it I'm not going to get drawn into Brighton attacking assets because whilst yes they play really well I've been there before with Gross I've been there before with Trossard I think it's just too risky um so yeah, I'm gonna t- I'm gonna take a bit of time to assess them. That's not to say I might go. They I do think they look really well drilled and organised. So might be a Lewis Dunk opportunity at some point. I always like him in my team. So we'll see how that goes. But certainly, what we did learn is that Man United are a heavy avoid at the moment. Just look completely like they picked up from where they left off last season, despite all the hype, despite all of the Ten Hag drilling and training drills that we see in videos of. Nothing's really changed. Um, when it came to a competitive match, um, the pressure was on and they folded. So, yeah, nothing to nothing to invest in with Man United at the minute. Um, Rashford looked okay, didn't look very sharp up front, but was playing quite attacking and, and looked decent. But, yeah, it's just... It's just there's so many better other than Rashford which is because he's so cheap there's so many better options out there in a minute and arguably when you see the likes of uh Dewsbury Hall um you know and Anthony Gordon who are playing further forward and even even cheaper it's it's Rashford you can either argue there's a case for avoiding him at the minute as well until Man United's string some results together uh so yeah not not a good day for Man U uh the other game the early kickoff was the Leicester Brentford game and we saw 
I'm not going to say he's a troll, but he's definitely a player that has um, tempted us all in before. Uh, a defender, those one of those wing backs that you constantly think, shall I get him in? He looks all right. Obviously, Pereira being out means that uh, Castagna's pretty nailed, and he he came in and he did score, um, as well as Dewsbury Hall, as I say. So a couple of nice uh, nice cheap punts for Leicester there to go for if you fancy they might continue that. Um, and for Brentford, obviously the score was two all. The goals were scored by Josh De Silva and Tony. So Josh De Silva's one that definitely a lot of people would have had in their team. Um, I saw him in a lot of drafts, people tipping him. I think Ash as well bigged him up in the Brentford review pre-season. However, I think frustratingly, he might have been on a lot of people's benches. Um, <laughs> even second, maybe third on the bench. So for some people, I think that um, those points will go to waste. Um, but Tony's an interesting one. Um, obviously pops up with the goal. And two bonus points. He's a player that last year kind of went under the radar. We all jumped on him at the start of the season and then quickly jumped off uh, when he wasn't kind of getting the returns. But come the end of it, when you looked at the total goals scored and total points scored at the end of the season, you know, he wasn't far behind those premiums. And he's only seven million this year. So he's definitely one to keep an eye on if Brentford do, uh, do start well. Um, in terms of Leicester, uh, the, the assists were scored by, uh, the assists were made rather by Vardy and Madison. So players that we'd have probably expected to be scoring the goals were the ones that got the assists. And perhaps the ones that we'd expect to assist, like Castagna, were the ones that scored. So it's a bit backwards. Um, Leicester assets, again, could be really, really good this season. Um, and there's definitely some value in the likes of Dewsbury Hall. And that's uh, FPL semi-casual, one of his favourite players. I think just because he likes saying the name in such a posh voice. And then, Dewsbury Hall. So, yeah, I think he'll be uh, celebrating that one. I know he's a big fan. So, yeah, two all between Brentford and Leicester. Not a lot of takeaways from that. Um, one thing that did uh, jump out is after all the talk of, uh, you know, the Leicester keepers versus the Brentford keeper versus the Brighton keeper. Where should you go for a 4.5 or should you save that money? Well, they all end up with pretty negligible points, obviously, uh, after the weekend. They all conceded, so there was no definite uh, answer to who was the right keeper to go for. What I would say is, for me, at first glance, I'm thinking I'm going to keep with the Leicester keepers because it's 4 or 5 for me. I don't think there's any value in the 4.5s, particularly over the £4 million keepers. So I do think, uh, obviously, Leicester Bravka signs for Leicester and they both drop out. But I do think if you're going to go for a, a keeper that you want to get results from, you just jump straight up to five. You go for, um, you know, a Ramsdale or a Mendy or someone like that. You, you know, just don't mess around with hoping for too much from Sanchez and Rye. You might as well just take a punt on um, Iverson or... Uh, ward at Leicester and, and hope for the best but that's pretty much the roundup from all the games yesterday um, hope you got off to a good start obviously join us for tomorrow's live show in the studio from 6 p.m on YouTube do subscribe to our YouTube channel guys if you haven't we really really appreciate all the support uh, and all the subscriptions that you guys give us it makes a massive difference uh, yeah and just makes us um, you know buzzing to produce more and more content for you guys and and for you to uh enjoy it and hopefully get involved like i say you can um message the juice phone send voice messages or video message to the juice phone um, and we play them and answer all your questions in the studio tomorrow night on youtube from 6 p.m until 8 so hopefully we'll see some of you tomorrow really look forward to it um i'm going to toy with the idea of a wild card for the next 24 hours so you might be able to see my wild card team 
on uh, the stream on Tuesday, or I might just keep my powder dry and uh, and, and try and calm down and take some uh, take some chill pills and, and and hopefully not completely derail my season off a knee jerk decision. But yeah, we'll see how it goes, guys. Have a great day, and I will see you tomorrow on the live show.